This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. All eyes are on Wall Street this morning after a roller coaster day of trading sent stocks sliding with nervous investors worrying about the health of the banking system. We have yet another day of banking concerns dragging down the market. The focus now, Zurich-based Credit Suisse, one of the largest banks in the world. Customers pulling their money out of the firm led the Swiss National Bank to pledge help if necessary. Overnight, Credit Suisse accepted that help, saying it would borrow up to $54 billion in an effort to reassure investors. Here in the U.S., the focus is on California-based First Republic. Two credit ratings agencies downgraded the bank, with S&P ratings citing elevated risks of customers pulling their funds. The company declined to comment on the downgrades. If more banks domestically were to fail, what would that do to the economy? Well, if we saw widespread failure, that would significantly weaken the uh, lending growth, the growth to businesses and households. That would undermine the economy and we would go into recession. Those concerns causing some First Republic customers to visit their branches shortly after Silicon Valley and Signature Banks went under. I got scared and came down to talk to them um, and was going to take out the little bit of money that I had. I feel confident enough that I'm not taking money out. I'm putting money in. Experts say those worried about their savings accounts should remember that insured banks and credit unions protect up to $250,000 per depositor. For the people that are looking at the news and going, do I need to pull money out of my bank? What do you say? Generally, I I say no. Um, So when we're thinking about having money in a bank, uh, when it comes to banks, there's FDIC insurance. So really that comes into play uh, with loss of deposits, checking, savings account. Morning, welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Kelly Evans. Joan Beck, you're off today, uh, but that's not going to stop us because we got a lot going on. Take a look at U.S. equity futures. Dow off about 67 points. Nasdaq up about 34 points. The S&P 500 up, or I should say off, just marginally, call it two and a half points right now. The Treasuries, we've been talking about the credibility of the Fed and what they're going to do next, given everything that we've been seeing in the banking sector here in the United States. And of course, in Europe, we'll talk about Credit Suisse in just a moment, because that's moving markets there and here. Ten-year note right now at 3.470. The two-year, the two-year, what did did he just say before? Screaming at us, screaming. The two-year at 3.995. And then take a look at crypto. Talk about risk on, risk off. You're looking at uh, Bitcoin back at $25,000. Meantime, just mentioned Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse shares surging right now in Swiss trading after the company said it would borrow nearly $54 billion from the Swiss National Bank. It comes as shares of Credit Suisse plunged to an all-time low yesterday when top investor Saudi National Bank said it wouldn't pump any more cash into it That was due to regulatory restrictions. Now, the Swiss National Bank and the Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority saying in a statement that Credit Suisse, quote, meets the capital and liquidity requirements imposed 
on systemically important banks. And so the question, of course, now is, has the tide been stemmed, at least on the Credit Suisse side? Um, and then meantime, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, she's going to be testifying today before the Senate Finance Committee on President Biden's budget later this morning. But she's making comments about the health of the nation's banking system in some written testimony. For that, Eamon Javers has the latest. Eamon. Yeah, good morning, Andrew. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will offer some comfort to Americans that their banking deposits are safe in testimony today before the Senate Finance Committee. In just released prepared testimony, Yellen has this to say. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system remains sound and that Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. This week's actions demonstrate our resolute commitment to ensure that depositors' savings remain safe. Now, Janet Yellen is going to be testifying on the Hill today. Uh, this is part of a ongoing budget committee uh, hearing on the president's budget plan. Uh, that's not what we're expecting her to hear about. We also expect Janet Yellen to say today that, uh, that she's going to credit the Biden administration with stepping in quickly to solve the crisis last week and protect depositors at two failed banks, pointing out that customers were able to access all their money in their accounts on Monday morning. And we're going to hear her emphasize today that no taxpayer money is being used or put at risk here because the money is coming from the deposit insurance fund, which raises money through fees on the bank. Still, as I say, Andrew, Yellen is sure to face questions here today from senators about the prospects for additional contagion and maybe drawn into the debate over whether the government's action this week was technically a bailout or not. Officially, this hearing, as I say, this morning at 10 a.m., is about the president's budget proposal. So we can expect a lot of questions there about the politics of the Biden administration's spending priorities, too. Back over to you, Andrew. OK, we will. Next, please. Go on, Stanley. I got a $100 check from my grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. Oh, uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. What do you mean? I, I have $100. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well, well, what can I do to get back I'm my... I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Hey! Hello, Mrs. Farnickel. How are you today? Making a deposit, are we? Great. We can just put that into your retirement account and make it go to work for you, and it's gone. What? Sorry, yeah, that's gone. Please step aside for people who actually have money with the bank. Next, please. Dad! Hey, I'm trying to teach my son the importance of savings. You already lost his money? Oh, Mr. Marsh, d don't worry. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone! This line is for people who have money with the bank only. Please step aside. <laughs>
mental fitness who I do it now. It is Thursday, 16 March, Year of Our Lord, 2023. The world's in a financial meltdown. The only thing that is stopping it is the MAGA war room posse, the Trump movement, because it's your money that keeps bailing people out. Don't don't believe anything else. It's not the government. It's your money. Straight, direct cash. Uh, that is a major new anthem by Natasha Owen. She's going to join us in the second hour, an incredible talent. Uh, that is, uh, we want to make this song number one on iTunes by the end of the day. Close of business. Everybody go to iTunes Download this song immediately. This is the new anthem of the Trump movement. Trump won. Uh, Scott Pressler, I know that you've been laboring away in the vineyard. You, your hit last night on our 6 o'clock hour exploded. Uh, it's about Wisconsin. It's about the kickoff to the 2024 presidential campaign. There is an election there for the state Supreme Court. Tell us what the stakes are, brother, and then what we can do about it. Well, I argue, Steve, this is probably one of the most consequential elections in Wisconsin state history. As I mentioned yesterday, the current court is four conservatives to three liberals, but one conservative is retiring, meaning that if we don't win and hold this seat on April 4th, the court will flip from conservative to liberal. And everyone at home, I know that election integrity is on your mind and is a top concern going into 2023 and beyond. I want you to hear me loudly and clearly. If we do not elect Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th, 
holding the Wisconsin Supreme Court, then a liberal court will strike down Wisconsin voter ID laws, which we currently have in Wisconsin. They will strike down proof of residency, which is required in order to register to vote in the state of Wisconsin. And if you remember, the court recently struck down unmanned drop boxes, saying that they were unconstitutional here in the state. If the liberals are able to win on April 4th, we will have unmanned drop boxes in Milwaukee and Madison going into the 2024 election. So for everyone that's talking about 2024, let's pause that discussion. Let's unite as a family. Let's coalesce around Justice Daniel Kelly and make sure that we are electing him to the Wisconsin court on April 4th. Scott, I know you got to bounce because you're a door knocker, uh, but I want to hold you through this break. But just real quickly, what can people do uh, with your organization, this app that's out there? Give me a minute on that. We'll go to break and I want to bring you back. But what can people do throughout the country to assist here? You can go to the app store and download early vote action early vote action, and you're going to be empowered to make phone calls from whatever state you live in, from the comfort of your home into Wisconsin, getting out the vote on behalf of Justice Daniel Kelly. And we will be doing ballot chasing. People that have ordered an absentee by mail vote, we're going to be calling those people, ensuring that they are locking in their vote for Justice Daniel Kelly. Again, earlyvoteaction.com. The application is called Early Vote Action. All you do is put in your cell phone number, you're going to have a Milwaukee list, and you're going to be able to call Republicans and get out the vote on behalf of Justice Daniel Kelly from the comfort of your home. Yeah, it's like it's like work, working a uh, phone bank. Uh, Scott Pressler, you're the man. Stick around. I got a couple more questions on your work, not just in Wisconsin, throughout the nature. Uh, Rasmussen, Mark Mitchell joins us. Explosive polling about to come your way. All next in the War Room. Buy gold and get a free safe to store it in. That's right. On qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st, they'll ship a free safe directly to your door. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Here's the deal. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control. And guess what? It's not working. You can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Let me repeat that. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your own safe or through an IRA in precious metals, where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 for your free info kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text Bannon to 989898. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Scott Pressler, once again, I just want to tell people how the new group you set up and about uh, becoming a force multiplier. 
It doesn't cost you any money. Becoming a force multiplier. Walk through what, what do they have to do to get uh, again. And, and the subject today in front of us is Wisconsin, the Supreme Court. It could not be more urgent. Everybody was with us in 2020. Remember those meetings we sit through and, and, and Posobiec would stream them on Facebook at three in the morning. That this finally went to the Supreme Court. <clears throat> One of the judges flipped to the last second, but the minority opinion laid out how the election was stolen in Wisconsin from Donald J. Trump. So, Scott, how we get to the site, how you become a force multiplier, and give me a minute or two on where do you think we stand throughout the country since you've been out there hammering away at this from day, since day one. Well, I launched a super PAC called Early Vote Action, earlyvoteaction.com, because it's my contention that if Republicans don't engage in an all-of-the-above approach to voting, we're simply not going to be successful in 2024. And so we must do, yes, Election Day voting, but also early voting, early in-person, mail-in voting, absentee, and where legal, ballot harvesting. And so I'm focused on Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, which is why I'm here in this state. And so one thing that people in all 50 states can do to help make sure that we are electing Justice Daniel Kelly on April 4th is you can download an application on your phone called Early Vote Action. All you do is you put in your cell phone, boom, you click on the Milwaukee call list and you're going to be able to call Republicans in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin. We're going to upload more data, getting out the vote on behalf of Justice Daniel Kelly from the comfort of your home. And so going into 2024, it's going to be a lot of coalescing uh, coalitions coming together. You know, God bless Tom Fitton for helping to clean up the voter rolls and God bless uh, volunteers across the country that are registering voters. But in this election on April 4th, we must vote early in this election. I've been here for 10 full days and it snowed just about every single day. We can't wait like we did in the state of Nevada when Adam Laxalt lost by 8,000 votes and it snowed on election day in Washoe, in Reno, where our people were living. 150,000 Republicans stayed home. There's no reason why Adam Laxalt shouldn't be senator today. If you see value in having a conservative Wisconsin Supreme Court, Please go to justicedanielkelly.com. Please contribute to Justice Daniel Kelly. Let's save Wisconsin. Let's save the Supreme Court. Scott Pressler, honored to have you on here. We'll let you go back to work, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Pressler's like a Fenton. He's like an O'Keefe. These are the grinders, right? These are the guys getting things done every day. The men and women out there are doing it just incredible. Let's go to Mark Mitchell Rasmussen. You've got a pretty explosive poll you're going to walk us through. And I want to, make, I want to tell the audience, uh, you know, don't let your head blow up right now. Let Mark walk through the whole thing. Mark <laughs> Mitchell from Rasmussen. So we've been doing our best to continue our work to help the Republican Party on their path of self-discovery, let's just say. And I have three really important things that just came up in a recent question set. Phenomenal new Trump favorability numbers. Uh, what I think is a really heartwarming tale of public opinion redemption. But then this big one, which is Republican voters complete distrust of D.C. politicians. So the question we asked is, how likely is it that Republican politicians in Washington, D.C. worked secretly with Democrats to keep Trump from being reelected in 2020? And we got a majority. 55% of all voters say it's at least somewhat likely. 28% say very likely. Only 15% say not at all likely. The Republican numbers, uh, 67%, two-thirds of Republicans say it's at least somewhat likely that Republican politicians in D.C. colluded with Democrats to keep Trump out of the White House. 
36% say very likely, 6% say not at all likely, only 6%. Hold on, hang on, hang on. You're saying for the whole country, including Democrats and independents, over half. I mean, a 55% number folks should know, as we've talked about in the show, and polling is a landslide. You're saying that 55% of the people, the voters in the country think that that Republicans work with the Democrats to thwart Trump in, in, in 2020, and that two-thirds of Republican voters, sir? Yeah, and more Democrats than independents, 51% of Democrats. Now, of course, a large chunk of those Democrats probably liked that it happened, um, many of them, but 67% of Republicans voters think the politicians in D.C. colluded to keep Trump out of the uh, White House, and Trump is very popular in the Republican Party. Uh, and so it's no wonder that Republicans have such a dim view of their leaders. And we've been covering that. I think we talked about it, about how Republican leaders have really low favorability ratings. Republican voters wanted new leaders and they didn't get it. But that's what brings me to this tale of redemption. So in this question set, we asked Trump favorability and I can come back to that. But the numbers are up. Trump had a really bad 2022 uh, but his numbers are ticking back up since November. He's gained two points among Republicans. Favorability is up to 77 percent. Uh, but he's gained eight percent and very favorable. So that's he's totally changed directions. And he's picked up six points of total favorability among all likely voters. He's up to almost 53 percent now in the, in the nation. And as you know, that's about as high as it gets for a favorability number for uh, you know, a very prominent politician on the national hold stage, let's just say. Hold, 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 hold it, particularly a guy that they're unloading on every, any day. <laughs> Don't bury the lead here. 53% of all voters view him uh, favorably? Yeah, 53%. 31% very favorable. That's uh, That sounds low, but it's a really great number. 31% very favorable, 21, 21% somewhat favorable. You know, rounds up 53%. Uh, and it's a very unfavorable you're, you're number. Jer- too. I think Ohio was a big turning point for him. Absolutely. I think November hurt him East Palestine. Badly. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, say, you're saying East Palestine, Ohio. That's what I think it is. And you, you never know. It could just be, you know, the weather's warming up. But <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. This is, this is tied to, and we're going to be making some announcements here more on East Palestine. Um, no, it's absolutely central. But I want to make sure you say – and when you say the Republican Party, you're talking about the Republican leadership because the voters the, – obviously the mass of voters in the, in the Republican Party are, are Trump supporters, correct? Is any doubt in your mind of that? Absolutely 100 percent. He has the highest favorability number of any Republican leader we test, even Ron DeSantis. Now, Republican voters like Ron too, but I think all in all, they, it's not, they don't think it's his turn. The question to me that stood out most, though, was back in November, even when uh, Trump's favorability numbers were a little worse, uh, we've asked this question multiple times, uh, agree or disagree, the Republican Party is still the party of Donald Trump and the Make America Great Again movement. 78% of Republicans at least somewhat agree with that, 44% strongly agree, and only 19% disagree. It's Trump's party. And the Republican voters, when we test for a primary, they want Trump. Trump yeah. does two to one better than DeSantis and, and blows everybody yeah. else out of the water. But, you know, public opinion numbers. I remember way back when they talked about Bill Clinton, you know, leading to public opinion polls as if it was some derisive thing. 
But how else would a politician know that they're representing people at the national level than to look at the public opinion numbers? And we asked Kevin McCarthy's numbers in November, and he didn't do great. He had a 54% favorability number among Republicans in November. They're up to 71% now. That January stuff really hit home. His very favorable numbers among Republicans doubled since November, just a few months. And he's up 15 points with all likely voters. Kevin McCarthy got in there and fought it out. <laughs> and, you know, that, you, you know, made those concessions. Well, it wasn't the fighting it out. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He made the concessions. What he did right. is he became MAGA. He, he, he started to uh, – your, your point about the beginning, your theory of the case of the journey of self-discovery. Of the when we say Republican Party, the old school, the the journey of self discovery is that this is MAGA and MAGA policies work and MAGA policies resonate with people. Particularly, when we see the general overall where Trump's at fifty three percent favorable, with the whole world coming down on him. Right, he's fifty three percent favorable because the country's MAGA, right? And and now people are seeing on these policies. Is that essentially what you're saying? But their their journey of self discovery is that they don't want to learn it. But as they're forced to learn it, they see that it has good things like more support by the public. Is that correct, Mark Mitchell? That's correct. And if you do things that aren't MAGA, Republican voters pay attention and they'll punish you for it. Mitch McConnell's numbers among Republicans were 34 percent in November. They've actually gotten worse. They're down to 32 percent now. And he's actually gone up 10 points with Democrats. So people are paying attention. Of course. Big time. Mark, how can people get to this explosive? You're going to be doing a bunch of these in the next days and weeks. How do people get to Rasmussen, where they follow you? Because you guys are fantastic. We have a really great Twitter feed. You'll see stuff there that you don't see other places. Uh, we're really concerned about election fraud. As you know, for public opinion pollsters, we have to have our, our finger on that pulse. We have a YouTube channel where I do short videos and throw some commentary on top of the numbers that come out every day. Uh, and people should come and subscribe because I think we're going to have some even more explosive stuff coming out of Arizona in the next – I think it might be tomorrow. Don't quote me on that yet. Uh, we will be all over this. The Arizona thing is going to blow up across the country. It's going to be explosive. We're going to be covering it nonstop. Um, once again, what's the Twitter feed? How do people? I know you're in Getter because I follow you there. We're, what, we're on Twitter. Twitter's the best place. That's where it's all fresh. Rasmussen underscore poll. Mark Mitchell, Rasmussen, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay, uh, we are a little jammed because we got like 25 things we must cover, and they are all signal, no noise. Uh, we're going to figure out absolutely how to do this. Uh, we got uh, Ben Burkwam's down in Mexico. Uh, you're going to want to see this. We got MTG coming on. Uh, Fauci's going on offense on media. So we got uh, Natalie Winters in. Uh, uh, and uh, we have our good, uh, I think we've got somebody, we're going to have Dr. Uh, Malone. Dr. Malone's going to also join us. Tom Tiffany, congressman's going on offense up in Wisconsin. Uh, we've got an incredible interview by the great Matt Boyle over at Breitbart with Kevin McCarthy on the economy. Dave Bratt, Boris, we're going to figure it all out. We're, we're calling audibles here in the war room this morning, plus Natasha Owens. I want everybody to go to iTunes. The song is Trump won. It's the anthem of the Trump movement. She is a spectacular new talent. She'll be on later in the show. Be back in a moment. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. 
but it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, I want to make sure, let's go to, I'll tell you, we're going to go to Mexico and Ben Burquam. He's down in uh, one of these camps, um, and uh, quite dangerous, Ben. I want you to take care of yourself. But Ben Burquam, tell us where you are uh, and, and talk to some of the folks down there, and then can you walk through the camp and show us? Yeah, Steve, I'm in Matamoros. This is the location where uh, just a couple weeks ago we had some Americans kidnapped, uh, a couple of them killed. That's, that story is still kind of unraveling. I think it'll be a while before we know the end of that. But what we have here is just an absolute disaster brought on by Joe Biden. Uh, the group behind me, I'm just going to talk to them real quick. My, my Spanish, I'll do a little Spanish lingo, as, uh, as uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say. ¿Cómo te llamas? Jonathan. Jonathan. ¿Cuánto meses de dónde eres? Soy de Venezuela. Venezuela? Venezuela. Venezuela? Venezuela? Haiti. Haiti? Venezuela. Venezuela? Venezuela. Venezuela. ¿Cuántos meses aquí? Llevo seis meses aproximadamente esperando por la aplicación abre, pero con el escaneo se pone demasiado lento. Okay, uh, five months. Uh, ¿Cuántos meses? Llevamos tres meses y medio acá. Three months. Del 24 de diciembre que llegué aquí a, al territorio mexicano, pues. Pero ya tengo mi cita ya. Part of, part of the time he's been here is about 10 days. He's been in the city four months. ¿Cuántos meses? Seis meses. Seis meses. Por aquí tengo un mes y medio. Entonces allá en Reynosa tengo un mes también. Son dos y para entrar en Chile tengo cinco y medio. Cinco, five months. Cuatro meses. Uh, uh, y the, the uh, uh, CBP one, muy difícil. Ahorita este ha estado mucha falla con el escaneo, mucha falla. So they've been they've been sitting here. They say every day. 10 a.m. It's Central Time right now. At 10 a.m. every single day, they sit here and wait for the results of that CVP-1. Now, what I'm told, I'm going to step out of the camera here real quick, Steve. And I just want to walk you through this this camp, and these guys will kind of walk with me. Hopefully, we keep the signal here. Jonathan, Jonathan, you mind taking me aquí? Yeah. So we're going to walk down through this camp, and I just want to show just a little bit. But oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just the the scale of this camp. So you've got families, you've got children, and, and we're not talking. What's crazy is nobody's talking about this. When I showed up with the camera, they were excited to see me. Now, if you try to go into Matamoros, 
uh, the city, it can be very dangerous, but they say this camp is, is fairly safe. You know, that's all relative. But just to give you an idea, this is what Joe Biden's policies have brought. And, and again, like we talk about, we don't blame the people that are coming. This is, uh, yeah. uh, this is human nature. When you hear the doors open, this is what, this is what you're going to do. Hey, Ben, I want you to hang right there. Because we've got Marjorie Taylor Green, Congressman Green, just stay right there. I'm gonna come right back to you. Let's play. I'm gonna play a couple of clips about MTG, and we're gonna go to her. Chief Ortiz, uh, does does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. After listening to all of this, I am so angry. I cannot believe the incredible failure of our federal government um, and, and to the American people. And, and also to the Border Patrol agents, ICE agents, the jobs that they do and how incredibly difficult their jobs are based on the failed policies that they are forced to operate under. It is absurd. I live in Georgia. My state is not a border state. But let me inform you of some of the things that we're, we're dealing with. Here in my in Georgia, fentanyl-involved deaths has increased by over 230% since Biden has taken office. In my district alone, we, we have had fentanyl-involved deaths increase by over 350%. I can tell you right now, the policies do not work. And we are sick and tired of our young people dying, our, our uh, emergency responders getting poisoned by fentanyl. This, this is unacceptable. Congressman Green uh, joins us. Congressman Green, we want to start. We got Ben Burkwam, our Real America's Voice uh, investigative reporter, in one of the camps. And you see the human tragedy on the Bidens. And we did the other day, we had the eight illegal aliens that died off the coast of California. We were in Tijuana. We were in El Paso at the surge of the 2000. We covered your uh, hearing yesterday. What is, this is absolutely a direct policy of the Biden regime to uh, exacerbate an invasion of the United States of America. Is there any doubt in your mind about that, Congressman Green? No, not not one single doubt. And I have to tell you, Steve, I am furious. As a matter of fact, I'm pissed off to the point where I cannot be silent. And I don't think anyone else should be either. It, it, I could not believe sitting there in that hearing um, there with the chief of Border Patrol. And he, he did admit that we don't have operational control of the border, but he should be outraged himself. I mean, think about all the men and women that work under him in these unbelievable conditions. And they're the front line of the border invasion that happens every single day. And God bless Ben Burkwam because he goes down there and risk his life uh, to bring it to all of us so that we can see it firsthand. But this is a human crisis. I mean, look at these people. Uh, just like you guys said, it's not their fault. The door is open to America and the president of the United States is the one that opened it. But it's outrageous. And here we are. I mean, you do, we do these hearings and everybody's so concerned about hurting someone's feelings in Washington when the president of the United States, Joe Biden, won't even take his old sorry tail down to the United States border and look at it himself. And Kamala Harris is just a useless joke of a human being sitting in the position of vice presidency. The whole thing is ridiculous. Secretary Mayorkas, 
Republicans in Congress are coming for him because he's a complete failure. And he's just the first one we are coming after, Steve. Well, I want to go to that. It's not just Biden and and Harris, the regime. Your colleagues, how many Democrats were there with you, ma'am, to assist you in this field field committee hearing that was so powerful and heard Chief a Border Patrol or say we don't have operational control. That's a bombshell. How many Democrats were there to assist you, uh, Congressman Green? Zero. There were zero Democrats there, Steve. You want to know why? Benny Thompson put out a statement. Now, never forget, you got to remember who Benny Thompson is. He was the chair of the January 6th committee, and he put out a statement and said that Democrats would not be coming to this hearing in McAllen, Texas, yesterday for the Homeland Security Committee because Republicans were going to politicize the issue. Now, let's talk about who politicized an issue. That would be Benny Thompson. As a matter of fact, not only did he politicize January 6th, he weaponized the federal government and the power of the January 6th committee against President Trump, the Trump administration, you, Steve Bannon, and many others. And everyone got persecuted uh, just because of Benny Thompson and the way he handled himself as chairman. And then for him to make the sorry excuse for all the Democrats, and they didn't even show up. They couldn't show up for work. You want to know why, Steve? Because they can't face the truth. They can't face the truth and be exposed in that manner. And because we showed the American people, and thank God that Chief Ortiz finally admitted it, that there that we do not have operational control of our own southern border. Because all we hear in Washington, Steve, is war in Ukraine, war in Ukraine. We've got our own Republicans like Lindsey Graham and many others out there drumming the, the, you know, beating the drum for war every single day in Ukraine when the real drum we should be beating for war is the one against the Mexican cartels, because that's the one I'm beating. You're at the center of many of the most important issues of the day. You've been driving this thing on J6 with the prisoners, but also about a new committee, about the Tucker uh, revelations in the videos. Fauci's gone on offense this morning. We're going to have Dr. Malone and uh, Natalie on here later. He's on offense now saying everything you guys are doing to the committee, all the Redfield, they're all lies, misrepresentations. You're in the middle of the of the invasion of the southern border and taking the war to the cartels. And you're, quite frankly, still the leader on cutting this money off from Ukraine. Walk us through. Take a couple of minutes because you're fighting on a number of fronts. Tell us, drive, get us there of where you're going to push all these topics and when are you going to come back to D.C. and blow it all up? Because I got to tell you, the complacency in the imperial capital is shocking when you compare it to what's happening in the field, ma'am. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's disgusted because no one's ever hold, held accountable and no one goes to jail except the American people. They're the ones that always suffer. You know, I'll never forget it was, uh, who was that guy, Shuler? He was the one that went to jail from Afghanistan. But none of those sorry generals, none of those sorry people that caused 13 soldiers to get murdered and many others to get injured, lifetime debilitating injuries. Uh, no one was ever held accountable there. I'm going back to Washington next week, Steve, and I've got a, we've got a serious plan in place that's going to, we only have less than two years to do it. I'm on the Homeland Security Committee. We're working very hard on our border, and that that issue is going to continue to build. I'm on the Oversight Committee, and we have very important investigations happening there. You you mentioned uh, January 6th in the D.C. jail. I've gotten permission from Chairman Comer to lead on that. We've sent a letter to Mayor Muriel Bowser waiting for a reply. We haven't gotten a reply back yet. 
Um, but we are demanding a tour of the D.C. jail. But in the meantime, I've gotten word from quite a few people that they've moved out some of the pretrial January 6th defendants to other jails. I think they're trying to clean up their act over there before Republicans come in to see what this place is all about. But you know what? I've been there before, so there's not much they can hide from me. Um, We're going to continue that work. I also want to say, Steve, work that we need to do, Republicans in the House, is we need to start going after these judges for the way that they're persecuting these pretrial January 6th defendants. It is appalling to me. There was uh, Chris Quaglin uh, had a hearing on Tuesday. He's the one that has uh, celiac disease. He's very, very sick, and they feed him bread and gluten every single day while he's in jail. But the the judge would not release him um, to go home and await his trial. He's been held, I think, for approximately around two years now. Uh, the, The abuse is too much, and they are really violating people's constitutional rights. And the Department of Justice and the judges need to be held accountable for that. Uh, Another thing that everyone can watch for, this is going to be really big on the Oversight Committee, and I have to give a lot of um, uh, props to Chairman Comer for this, our Chairman Jamie Comer from Kentucky on the Oversight Committee, is we're going after the Biden family bank records, and we're going to be exposing their real crimes and corruption and business deals in foreign countries. You know, they always blame President Trump and the Trump family. And they have persecuted them, ruined their name, and they keep dragging them into court uh, to the point where they want to arrest President Trump. Well, let me tell you something. We're coming after the Biden family, except there's a big difference. We actually have proof and we are looking forward to rolling that out. And I can't wait to see where that goes, because you know what I've always said, Steve, I've said impeach Joe Biden from day one. And then the next thing we have going on, I'm on the COVID Select Committee. This is a very important committee, and we have serious work to do because of what has happened to the American people in the entire world since COVID-19 left the Wuhan lab. We just did our first hearing um, just a few weeks ago on the origins of COVID, but we have a lot more, a lot more to cover. Um, We'll be talking about the nursing homes and how elderly people were basically murdered Um, by COVID patients being put in there. We're going to be talking about how small businesses were affected. Children's education, that's a big one I'm looking forward to. And then most importantly, vaccines. We need to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine and we need real justice for that. We need to talk about side effects and we need to talk about deaths from from those vaccines. Uh, Congressman Green, I know you're busy, but can you just hold for a second and take a short break? And here's why. Fauci's blowing back on your committee, on you guys, on Redfield. We got Natalie Winters. Dr. Malone's going to go through that. He's on Morning Joe today. But when we come back, i got to ask you about Ukraine and about the banking crisis. People, the MAGA is tired of bailing out banks the same time we're bailing out Ukraine. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, we got Boris Epstein. All next in the War Room. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. 
so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we're putting up stuff nonstop. We had uh, Royce White last night. We're going to have more over the weekend. you got to get Getter. Download it free. It's easy. I can use it. I'm a moron, so that means it'll be easy for you. By the way, the Rasmussen poll is very incredible about the change in uh, in attitude towards President Trump. I'm going to move Boris to the night to have him walk through that. Congressman Green, I, I don't think I've seen the War Room Posse audience outside of maybe the stolen election of 2020 more furious about any topic than the combo platter that's being served up by the uh, uniparty globalists in Washington, D.C. And that, that, part, mm-hmm. that, that combo platter would be you're going to bail out these banks, particularly the woke uh, banks in Silicon Valley, where the venture capitalists could have stepped in and had the companies have money, where MAGA is going to, by, by higher bank fees, going to bail all these banks out. And at the same time, we're paying $5 billion a month to pay for the pensions and health care of Ukraine. Uh, can you make our audience feel better about what's going to go on here? How are we going to stop the madness, ma'am? Well, yeah, they should be disgusted. They should be fairly, completely disgusted. I'll tell you why. You know, real wages are down 1.3% for the 23rd consecutive month. I mean, think about that. And, and you add together the inflation that everyone is having to deal with. And that's on top of two years of COVID shutdowns which was pure communism in the United States of America. So the American people, yeah, they're disgusted and fed up and they're sick and tired of Washington always bailing out the elites and 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 taking care of their elite friends, but doing nothing for regular Americans who are invisible to them, like East Palestine and many other places, these border towns that are overrun with illegal aliens flooding across every single day. It's purely disgusting. I mean, you think about Silicon Valley Bank, Steve, it's more like a hedge fund. They had less than 10% of their money insured by the FDIC. So, so why are all the other banks, think about this, why are all the other banks that are paying their insurance, why are their premiums and their money going to bail out the no, Silicon Valley Bank? It's wrong. Yeah, the audience, we spend every day, you know, we do a lot in economics and capital markets. Here's the question. I know you guys are going to some conference this weekend. Why has the Republican leadership, why, or not even leadership, why have people been so hesitant 
to jump in and say, hey, this is a bailout. Mm-hmm. This is a bailout because the, the, posi- the, the if, you're, if you have a checking account or bank, uh, a bank uh, savings account anywhere in the country, your fees are going to increase to pay for the bailout. And it's $19 yeah. trillion dollars of deposits, I think $6 trillion. Why, is the, why are the Republicans not being on the uh, – being saying this is Biden's problem. Biden did this. They got to figure it out, but they're not going to use taxpayer money, ma'am. Well, that's because the powers that be and the so-called experts in the room are telling everybody that, oh, you got to be careful what you say because there's going to be a run on the banks. If we make everybody scared and afraid of this, people are going to run on the banks and then the entire uh, system is going to crash. That's what they told everyone. So be careful what you talk about. But here's the deal. This is what they underestimate. The American people aren't Stupid. Everyone knows exactly what's going on. It's completely easy to see through this whole this idiotic scheme that they're pulling. They're lying to everyone. What they're doing is they're bailing out their Democrat donors and friends, the globalist elites at the Silicon Valley Bank, who were irresponsible and they deserve for their business to fail. Because in real America, if you don't operate your business well, if you're irresponsible with your money, if you invest in stupid things, then guess what? Your business fails and nobody comes in and bails you out. And that's that's really what's happening. And, I, you know, I'm calling total BS on it, Steve, because I'm so tired of it all. I'm sick and tired of it all. I've had it. I just can't take it anymore. I don't care what the talking points are in Washington. The American people know the truth. We need to speak the truth in Washington. Ron DeSantis has come closer to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's position and Donald Trump's position, dropping the old neocon uh, philosophy he had. Uh, when, when are we going to see the House step up and actually say, no more money to Ukraine? This is ridiculous. We need an audit on the money that went. But we, we can't, with the bank system failing in the country, the economy crashing and an invasion of the southern border, and now they're talking about a trillion-dollar defense budget, we cannot continue to do this madness in Ukraine. When do you think that's going to happen? Well, we have to keep fighting it out in Washington, which I'm fully planning to do. You know, I've been I've been arguing with my colleagues about this off and on for quite some time. But I think it's time. You know what? We should declare World War Three in our conference about this issue because we have to root out that mentality and root out that that America last mentality in the Republican Party, because 2002 has called and they want their regime change talking points back. It's ridiculous. The whole point that we're over there in Ukraine is ridiculous. We're propping up their government, paying for Zelensky's salary, their, the uh, people's, people's retirement over there, and, and their entire government keeping the lights on. We're paying for a war, a proxy war with Russia, when I've never seen Putin actually show in any detail his plans to invade Europe. No one has shown me that, so I don't believe the lies that I'm being told about this. You know, but we have a real war that has been declared on America and they're killing over 300 people a day. And that's being waged by the Mexican cartels, not the Mexican government, but the Mexican cartels that is right. basically running and, our border and obviously controlling and, our country. And, 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 and the CCP, they looked at this as the second opium war. Uh, ma'am, uh, MTG, where can people get to you? How do they get to your PAC? How do they get to you, uh, your, all your social media, how do they get to your congressional site? Yes, I'm on I'm on all the social media sites, mtgforamerica.com, mtgforamerica.com. Thank you, Steve, for always telling your audience the truth. And God bless Ben Burkwam for the work that he does at the border. So thank you guys so much. 
Well, thank you, and uh, keep uh, keep fighting it. You got a lot to when you get back to D.C. This place should be on fire next week because uh, I got to tell you, on about twenty different fronts, things are not happening fast enough. But Congressman Green, thank you very much. Know you're fighting every day. Thank you, Steve. Okay, we got Ben Burkwam at the border. We take a ninety second break. We got Ben Burkwam at the border. We got Congressman Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin. He's going to come on. He's on fire. Uh, we've got uh, Chris Hoare, Natalie Winters, Doctor Malone. Uh, I've got Dave Bratt. Uh, Matt Boyle did this incredible interview with uh, the speaker on the debt ceiling that you got to hear. Um, Natasha Owens is going to join us, the new rising superstar. I want everybody to download the new anthem, uh, Trump One. How about that? Trump One. <laughs> God, I love it. Short commercial break. Chris Hoare is also going to join us. The Chris Hoare. Take a short break. Going to be back in 90 seconds. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 